You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Summer School Electronics. Summer School Electronics is a pedal company from Syracuse, New York, making incredible stuff. There are a few summer school devices knocking around the shred shed, and I can tell you from personal experience, they sound great, they hold up, and Mark is a super cool dude. The first pedal I saw from them was the Science Fair, which is a parallel classic drive and distortion. And now they've released a new parallel concept called the Class Reunion. The Class Reunion takes a 90s muff style circuit and combines it with their Trash Panda, which is like a soft clipping, high gain, amp in a box style circuit. And it is a super, super versatile combination with all kinds of clipping options, parallel blending. It's really, really rad, a really cool idea, and I think you should check it out. So go over to summerschoolelectronics.com. That's summerschoolelectronics.com and check them out today. Hey, everybody, how's it going? Before we get started on this episode, I want to let you know about something important, and that is TechFlex. TechFlex on your instrument cables, on your microphone cables, on whatever kind of cables you might want will keep them looking very fine and also protect them from cuts, gouges, scrapes, etc. And they slide around real nice when they got the flex on it. So if you need TechFlex for your cables, you should really go check out Sinusoid Custom guitar cables because they are the greatest and best in the industry they've been sponsoring this show for a long time they help keep the lights on around here and they help uh, this whole machine uh, just keep rolling and you guys support them that supports the show and lets uh, these magical moments keep happening so check out sinusoid.com get you a custom cable of your dreams built by excellent human beings and they carry a hundred year warranty so no worries. It's going to be good. Sinusoid.com. We are also brought to you by the wonderful folks over at Gun Street Wiring Shop. They're a relatively new sponsor, but my experience with them has been top-notch, and I know that they've got involved in supporting some of the other podcasts out there, and I don't think anybody has anything but absolute glowing reviews on the products and the customer service that Gun Street provides. I'm actually uh, really excited because in addition to them sponsoring the podcast, uh, Sean is making me a custom harness for my 30th birthday present, which I may have mentioned in previous sponsorships, but I don't remember. So I'm getting a Jazzmaster built and he's doing all the wiring and I guess he's got some some extra trickery surprises he's going to throw in there for me. So I'll be very excited to see what he does with that. But if you need any wiring done in any of your guitars, hit up gunstreetwiring.com and let Sean know what you need, let him know what you're thinking, and he can make it happen. He's the man for the job. gunstreetwiringshop.com So I just want to take a couple minutes here and give a little bit of background about this episode and explain why I'm so excited that this actually happened and is a real thing that exists in the world. Um, As a lot of you know, I'm a huge Gaslight Anthem fan. I have been a fan of theirs for a very long time. Um, Actually, even before 
the 59 sound came out, my uh, occasional co-host, Mr. Justin Porter, he turned me on to him. We were getting ready to go to a, um, it was a fantastic lineup. It was a Gaslight Anthem, Thrice, Alkaline Trio, and Rise Against Concert. That was a real, a real bill that happened, and they came to Portland years ago. We caught that show, and uh, Gaslight Anthem was opening up, and I was just blown away. And then Jess was like, I told you you should have listened to these guys before the before the show. It's like I knew there was something special there um, and became a, a huge fan ever since then. I've just always enjoyed Brian's songwriting and the way the whole band sounded. Just they were they're one of my favorites. And I really like Brian's solo work uh, with the Horrible Crows and then his own stuff. Uh, the Horrible Crows he actually did with Ian and that that record well, it was a CD when I was listening to it. That CD did not leave my car for at least a year and a half. Every time I got in, it was just like, oh, this is what we're listening to now. So uh, needless to say, it was really exciting to me to get to talk to Brian and Ian. Uh, they've been inspirations to me musically for a long time. And as you hear, they're just super cool guys. And I got to give a big shout out to Grant Wilson for hooking this up. I think I... I think I've got several Grant Wilson plugs and shout-outs to be given. He's uh, the man behind Big Ear Pedals, formerly Big Ear NYC, as many of you guys may know. He is responsible for all this uh, getting hooked up, and um, can't thank him enough, because this is this is just fantastic that this was able to happen. So uh, you'll hear we kind of explain. I just threw a mic up in the middle of the room, and just we just kind of riffed. So it just is going to cut right into the conversation. You'll actually hear my wife, Lynn, on this episode chiming in occasionally. So she she does exist. Somebody somebody took pity on me and and decided to marry me. It's not a it's not a made up imagination figure or whatever. It's a it's a real person, and she's on this episode. This this whole thing was just a ton of fun. And we were just we were just geeking out the whole time. So without further ado, here is Brian Fallon and Ian Perkins from the Gaslight Anthem. Oh yeah, so just roll. So yeah, like so playing that strat, like I kind of like went and got all the full drives, Mm -hmm. and like I got the old '90s one at home that I've had forever. But it's like the one where like you literally could see how he built it at home, right? You know what I mean? Like Like on perf board, yeah, yeah, totally. It's on Mm -hmm. like this tan perf board, Mm -hmm. and he like. You know, he wrote, like, you could see notes in it, and it says, like, Mike Fuller, da 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 1993, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, it's, like, an old red one, and it doesn't even, it doesn't have any switches at all. And uh, that one sounds awesome. And I got, like, I, I kind of have all the series. Like, I got the yellow one. Like, then there was, like, the full drive two that came with the boost side and, like, the comp cut, comp, uh, the comp cut switch. Right. And then the MOSFET and whatever. Now I have the three and the one and I'm running those both at the same time one's for the Strat one's for Les Paul and I'm just waiting for the the Full Tone 2 V2 to come out because mm-hmm. I'm just like I know that thing is going to be good and it's it's funny because like I have I have probably every like overdrive ever mm-hmm. like in my house or I've had it at one time but now um, every time I go record it seems like that that one the Timmy and the Analog Man, uh, the King of Tone. King of Tone. They're the yeah. ones that always like stick out. It's always the King of Tone, the Timmy pedal, or the Full Drive, and they're always the ones that are there on the records. The King of Tone, actually. So this is going back a little ways, but the King of Tone was I. You actually introduced that to me, and I immediately got on the waiting list as soon as I found out about it. And then 
what something some sort of crazy weird internet gremlin crept in Mm -hmm. and like a bunch of people who I know got on the waiting list after me started getting their pedal really yeah and I like somehow I was booted off the mailing list somehow by some yeah like it it was it was not nobody's fault but like somehow like I know I got on because I like emailed them like I'm so excited and maybe if you're not busy sometime you can come on the podcast because it was shortly after it happened yeah and uh and then it was kind of nothing. And now all I can find in my email inbox yeah. or outbox is that message that I sent. Like, really excited. I don't know why I didn't do this sooner. It's Hope so you can weird. come on. It's bizarre. Dude, Mike is really good about emailing. I know. Like, I, I've emailed him a couple times just to be like, hey, man, like, uh, I don't remember what I needed. It was something that I needed. And, like, he fixes pedals quick for you. Like, if something breaks or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, I, dude, I'll tell you what about it. Analog Man and the, the whole entire record of American Slang had that Beano boost mm-hmm. on every single song it never came off it was on the entire time it was just a Les Paul a Beano boost and a Marshall Done. the whole time? Uh, not a Marshall it was a Dr. Z yeah Dr. Z and okay. it was just straight through it the whole time like with P90s and mm-hmm. it sounded so rad <laughs> it was still like I still am like man that thing was rad and now I have like I use the, the King of Tone all the time like I use it for the solo stuff for the um what version, what mods did you get? Did you get the same, like, normal one, or...? I just got the normal one with the uh, high gain on one side, on the red side, and mm-hmm. the yellow side is normal, like, low gain. And then, um, but I saw one, but mine is white and gold. Yes. So I got a cool one like mm-hmm. that. And um, the only thing I'm going to get now is, like, I, I keep looking at uh, the one with the switch on it. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of run the order of the effects a little bit. Right. Which I think is cool, because that pedal really is is great for people who kind of don't want a pedal you know <laughs> it's great for that like thing you know that, that it's like that thing it's that world that i live in like i i don't really play with a lot of gain and and like everything is clear people assume that i don't use pedals and and i do but they're really subtle yeah so like i said i'm really subtle and like and i use a compressor like that's my secret you know mm-hmm. like well yeah, one thanks man um well if I'm in the studio, I use the uh, the Cali 76. Mm-hmm. I got one of the big ones. Yeah. I use the uh, Cali 76G with the germanium in it, the, yeah. the little overdrive in it. Right. But um, but like for normal use, it's it's always the the Keeley Compressor Plus. The Compressor Plus the is one, so man. good. Yeah, it's really, and I have every, I have everything. The only one that I like almost as much is the uh, the new JHS Pulp and Peel. The V4 with the blend and yeah. the XLR outs. That's the cool one, mm-hmm. but but it's that one. That one's not as clean. And when I'm using the compressor, like I'm going really clean. So the the Keeley, the, you can't get a better compressor than that. I don't. There, it just there's not one for stage. Because I've had all of them. Like I've got I've got Mike's one. I've mm-hmm. got both the you know his um the the bicomp and that one's awesome. But uh, I've got like a the script uh Dynacomp. Yep. I've got like I mean I must have like seven or eight compressors at home. Maybe even more. I got like the Petty John one, you know, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But like none of them are I hate to say, like I don't want to like diss anybody, but like I just it's love not, it's not dissing. No, I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not. They're all good and they're all they're all great for different things, but for what I'm doing, which is like strictly trying to ape Mark Knopfler and John Frusciante their clean sound 
it's just straight up like the Keeley comp is the one, man. It just really does it. The uh, compressor plus. Yes. Yeah. So I I actually like never could really jive with a compressor. I generally play a lot of dirt, um, a lot of fuzz, and so I mean I get enough compression from that that it doesn't matter. And so I was always kind of a little bit of a weird anti-compression guy. Not not in, like, studio context, but in, like, in using it as a guitar effect. Mm-hmm. It was never never my thing. Until I got the Compressor Plus, and I was like, oh, what have I been doing? It kind of does something. And it did, and it, like, it. then that one kind of opened my eyes to some other ones. Yeah. And, like, just because it was so easy to dial in, and it was so easy to get good sounds out of and it made like it really was like this is a more better er yeah. you know like this is what it's all about there's also um you know who uh, the, you know Andy uh, who does the tone report oh I, yeah I sent him a message on Instagram and I just was like hey man what, what are you using for a compressor this is before I found the compressor plus and he told me that the Greer amps one is the great. lamplighter yeah mm-hmm. he was like that one's great so I want to try that because the uh, the What's their... I think it's called the South... Is it the Southland that's, like, the clear... Really clear one? Because I have a couple of his pedals, like, the, the Greer pedals. Like, I have, like... The, He's had so many, I get them it's a little hard bit. It's yeah. yeah, there's one that's, like, really clear mm-hmm. overdrive. And I think it's the Southland. The Southland? So we got the... The light speed. No, that's the one. The light that's speed. It. It's the light I speed. I love the light that speed. That thing's awesome. Mm-hmm. Such a cool pedal. Like, people are making great pedals. Like, I don't know, you know? Like, and... It's just, it's cool. Like, the, I got the Deja vibe. I love that thing. I got all of those. Like, the one, two, three, four. Like, the the, 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 what, the cream one with the pedal. I got the blue one with the pedal. The Like, the silver mini one. Dude, and the mini versions are so tight. Because I only have, like, a little tiny one-space pedal board. Right. So, like, the fact that, that Mike is making those smaller versions of his pedals, it's like, dude, you're, like, reading my mind, man. Because now I can jam up. My whole board is all, like... Well, right now, this board for Gaslight is, is different than my board uh, 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 for my own stuff because it's just different sounds. Yeah. So you got to... Amp's the same, guitar is the same, but the pedal board's different. So you're hooked on the Vox ACs yeah, still, right? Yeah, I can't, I can't get away from that. That's just my amp. Like, it's my... The, the AC30 is, like, just... I sound best playing through that amp. Do you find that they are a little bit picky with, with dirt pedals? Because that's been my experience. Um, you know, I find that a lot of people... The thing that I found with AC30s... Like, I've been... Because I started playing AC30s. Like, people don't really associate me with them from previous years. But I started playing them um, right after 59 Sound. So, it, um, it the thing with AC30s is they're, they're, there's, like, a way that they work. And they're, they don't work like other amps. Like, if you turn up the treble, it's not just the treble that turns up. So, it's not like a Fender or, or a Marshall... They, like they really do like interact and sort of do things with each other and you have to like if you want more mids or something like that you got to turn them both down and it's super counterintuitive if you you know you look at a guitar amp and you turn the bass and the treble all the way off and you're like that's going to sound terrible but it doesn't it like on, on an ac30 if you, especially if you have a thin guitar mm-hmm. uh, you know like if you got say like your strat is like really thin like mine's thick but um it you, I don't know like you get this crazy mid-range boost and then if you just dial it in right you have to like spend time at home with an AC30 and like honestly just close your eyes and turn the knobs like 
just spend time with it and then you'll find you'll be like oh there's Brian May there's the edge there's all these different things you know there's minor threat mm-hmm. like there's all these different there's the stooges you find all these sounds and then some sounds that you really shouldn't be getting from an AC30 but like I can cop a lot of to- like a lot of different tones like even Dwayne Almond tones from an AC30 that like I found that it just does everything all in one and I've got I've got you know Fender Princeton's and and deluxes and tweeds and I've got Marshalls like an old like JTM forty five, but they all don't they all do something great. Mm-hmm. But I find that with the way I play, the AC thirty does everything great. Right. So I just that's what I stick to. Do so since we're on the amp train for a minute, I I'm trying to remember where I read it, but it seems like I read something somewhere where you were. You had built or modified an amp specifically around the recording of the 59 sound? Is that a accurate thing, or is that internet nonsense? No, I actually built... Uh, <laughs> this is so funny. I went to um, every guitar center on the face of the planet <laughs> on tour, and I was trying out Fender Basements. And really, the, the only reason was because I knew that that's what Bruce played during the Born to Run mm-hmm. record. And that was the tone I was going for, you know? Because it was real clean... But still thick, you know? And I was like, well, I have this Telecaster that my dad bought me. I might as well get that amp because it's the same kind of thing that I'm going for. And, uh, you know, I was obsessed with that tone on that record. Like, obsessed. I don't really like his tone on other records. Mm -hmm. Some of them I do. And, you know, his live tone is so different. But, like, it's cool. It sounds good. But, like, it's not my thing. You know, and like on the darkness record, it's it's too like too gainy for me. But the 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 tone on like I'm talking about like the intro riff to uh, like like Backstreets or mm-hmm. or the beginning like in Born to Run mm-hmm. like that riff like that to me that's the best like Telecaster sound next to like you know Roy Buchanan and those guys. I think that that was perfect for rock and roll. So what I did was I found this reissue basement and I was like alright well this doesn't sound anything like it and I was trying all these old vintage ones that were like you know they were they were probably like six grand at the time mm-hmm. which I should have bought but I didn't I didn't have six grand mm-hmm. I don't have six grand now but I didn't I really didn't have it now I, <laughs> I could probably come up with six grand now but <laughs> uh, let's be honest but uh, I didn't have it then now they're 12 mm-hmm. and I was like that just seems silly to me but um so I, I couldn't do it so what I did was I started to read forums I read uh military manuals on tubes I went to an electronic school when I was a kid but for cars but I the, the it's all the same like it's so I was doing car audio but all the thing it's all the same as like you know when you're working on an amp it, it's just like electricity comes in one way and it goes out the other way and there's capacitors and resistors and it's the same thing and then I read those books from Gerald Weber uh-huh. and that honestly broke everything open for me and I was like oh man this is so simple and then uh, I learned not to kill myself and I just started tweaking like changing mm-hmm. little things and, and one by one you know like I would change all the signal caps and see what that did and it like got me closer you know and then I would try a different brand and then I would change the resistors and then I would change the speakers and then I would change the output transformer and so step by step I learned what each thing did that got me closer to the sound of the vintage amps I was hearing and then I found out, now I can say with firm confidence that the, the real thing that's going to separate a reissue amp from a, a 
a vintage amp is going to be your speakers and your output transformer. Mm-hmm. Like there, there is subtle changes you can make with tubes, but I kind of feel like tubes, caps, resistors, caps will make a big difference. You know, resistors. I'm going to get flamed for this, but I don't think so. I don't think so either. Like, because I'll tell you, like, the warmest, coolest JTM 45, that didn't have carbon comp resistors in it. It doesn't like, matter. Yeah, it's as got As long as they measure to the correct right. spec. Yeah, I mean, there are, like, if you buy Radio Shack, those blue, like, carbon, you know, the, mm-hmm. like, the metal film ones, and yeah, maybe it's a little brittle, but I don't think you can hear that, like, in a, in a mix, especially not, but... Certainly not live. No way. Mm-hmm. But when you, when I, I'm telling you, the day that I bought that, I saved up my money and bought a Mercury Magnetics and I put that thing in there, like everything changed when I pulled out the stock transformer and wired up the the Mercury Magnetics output transformer. Mm-hmm. And it, it changed everything. And I was like, you know, and I, I don't care, like Mercury, like Habor, like they're just all. Just a good one. Yeah, just a good one. Just mm-hmm. buy any good one, you know? And like Mojotone, whatever. They're all good. But, um, like that was the thing and the speakers you know I got I speakers. bought those like yeah huge. huge that is like a giant thing that people overlook and those I bought those Weber uh, Alnico vintage like mm-hmm. the just SIG 10As or whatever they are or, or the 10 one, there's like numbers or like 10 125As or something like that and uh, they were like the days that I did those changes were the days I was like oh man this is so close and then pickups and the guitar itself mm-hmm. you know and like I don't guitar like I find like people especially now like they'll they'll buy a guitar and like you buy a guitar online but I find that like one time recently I, I went to a store and um I, I tried three different Les Pauls that were all the same they were all the same year all the same model all the same they, they were literally I think sequential numbers and oh wow okay but, yeah but the middle one the third the second one I tried just it rang more it had more of like it was like brighter it sounded like a telly it was weird and the other two were thicker and typical Les Paul thing but I'm telling you like when you get them in your hand they're different like each one is different because it's a piece of wood and it can be different and that was something that really got me like on my you know like this is going to be the thing that that makes the sound one of the things that that I that made a lot of sense to me. Like I'm not like a huge hard believer in like tone wood per se. Like you know, like we got the Dan Armstrong stuff that sounds really good, right? Sure. And like lots of different things that sound good made out of different materials. But what I do like, like I'm not going to be like it has to be old mahogany or whatever. It's not going to sound good. But I do believe that you know wood's organic, yeah. right? That means every piece, every cut is a little bit different, no matter. No matter what, and I really do. I play. I was. I was lusting for a Les Paul custom for so long. Yeah. And I played so many of them, and I didn't like any of them. I just thought maybe I just wanted one aesthetically because I always wanted a white like Les a Paul custom, custom shop or a custom like a white Les Paul custom with the, like the the Jedi logo on the on yeah the exactly yeah yeah, okay. yeah yeah that's I, cool. I just always wanted cool one. guitar. Could never find one I liked, and I started thinking, well, maybe I don't like those. Maybe I just like how they look. Yeah. And finally. Was it like a year ago or so? I found one, and I was like, I'd kind of given up hope at that point. And I found one. I was like, this sounds brilliant. Uh, and I, I, I don't know what it is. It's got you know, it's an '81. It's got like Tim Shaw humbuckers and stuff. But I've played ones from that era before, and they were not any good. So I mean, 
sometimes there's just a magic one, and it's hard to it's hard to quantify and explain what that is. It's just like a thing, man. Like I, I, even when I when I bought this strat, like I never would have thought in my life that I would have ever played a strat. But and I've owned like three or four strats before. Like I mean, Fender over the years, Fender has been incredibly good to me, and um, they you know they sent me a few strats like I mean even like I got custom shop ones and everything and like and then a couple I bought and I you know but they just were very thin sounding and weird and brittle and I didn't like them and mm-hmm. they always felt awesome I was always like able to play better on a strat um, than I could on anything else but then um, I I went into my friend's like local store this is like a store like Russo's Music in Asbury Park and I, I went in there, and they're like an independent little shop, and they're they're cool. And they have cool guitars. They have like really weird, cool guitars mm-hmm. there. Like you'll find like a faded shell pink strat like out of nowhere, you know. And then like so, I went in there, and there was two strats, and they were like sitting on the table, like high on the on the top of a counter. And I'm like, that's weird. And there was one sunburst and one shell pink. And my buddy like runs the store, so I was like, look, man, I, I don't know, like I, I really like this strat. I'm like playing it, and he's like, he goes, dude, let's take it home. See if you like it. If you don't like it, he's like, don't play it out. Then just bring it back if you right. like it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, really cool, man. I was like, loner, sick. You know, like, <laughs> I'm going home to Strat. And so, like, I went and home and took it home and plugged it in and then, like, tried it a couple of days. And I was just like, man, you're not getting this back, dude. Like, how, whatever we got to do to work this out. I'm like, I'm buying this thing. <laughs> and and it just, like, worked. I mean, like, I, I love a Les Paul. Don't get me wrong. Like, I really love a Les Paul. Um, but like there was something about the care that went in to making that guitar that just kind of made me be like dude I don't know like this is cool and at the same time like a week prior I had an old telly that was like a a paisley telly with a a maple neck that that I had gotten as a gift uh, from Fender actually Mm -hmm. and it, it was it was like really snappy like really really bright so I was like, ah, you know, I'm not really a maple neck guy. And it's so funny that, like, Ian is Ian became friends with Paul Waller. And he came to a show one night. And, and I was like, I was like, hey, man, like, uh, I got this telly. Like, what do, you, what do you think? And he's like, let me take it with me. He's like, I, I think I could, I, could, I could fix this up. And Paul built it. So it was, oh, okay. it was, it was a Paul Waller guitar. Right. So he's like, let me, let me try something, you know, because I was like, I really like, like, a rosewood board, you know. Like, what do you think? And, um, so he took it and then like, it was like weeks later, like months, you know, mm-hmm. like I get like a package at my door and it's the Paisley telly with an all rosewood neck, <laughs> like the, like the full on, like George Harrison one. Right. And I'm like, I plugged it in and I was like, dude, this thing is so good. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I couldn't believe is the setup that he did it was it was gnarly it was so good it was perfect yeah like it was like the best vintage guitar ever like it really was and I matter of fact just the other day at Chicago Music Exchange I picked up a 54 Strat just to see <laughs> right like, what what is a $22,000 guitar feel like <laughs> and like I played know, it right? and I was yeah. like whoa I'm like this thing is like butter dude it's so real it's unreal and then like but I'll tell you what my telly that Paul set up that plays just as well as that 54 strap and it sounds like similar like acoustically I didn't plug in the 54 strap because I didn't want to I was like I don't have that kind of money so you should have you know I didn't want to because I knew that I would never be able to turn back 
like once I saw it, I would have had this. I the only way I could afford that guitar is if I sold every guitar that I have. See, that's interesting because, and I don't know if you remember this because it was a long. This was quite a while ago at this point. We talked briefly. I don't remember last year sometime. Yeah. And I remember we were talking about vintage guitars, and you were like, "I don't believe in vintage guitars." That's what you told me. I know. I know. <laughs> and I was like, "Really? Like." Not not what I not, not what I would expect. I'm not I, I'm not a, a, a vintage guitar guy. Where is he? Ian. Ian. Is he in here? Ian. <laughs> what are you doing? Huh? Come on. Oh, just chat with Bob. Oh, hit close the thing. Come on, come on. Um, no, I I don't. We should just tell people what we're doing, even though we're like a half hour in or whatever. We're in the back of the yeah tour bus, just threw up the microphone. You know how I do these remote things once in a while, and we're just we're just seeing what happens, just seeing what kind of nerdery we can come up with. Which, as you know, twenty-two minutes and twenty-seven seconds in is a lot of nerdery. We, we've said a lot in twenty-two minutes, but that's like that's good though. How long do you do the podcast for? Because I'll talk for a long time. Man. I usually go for an hour. I'm but, an only child, but <laughs> I, I was an only child. I had no one to talk to growing up, so I'll talk your ear off, man. I got plenty to say. Yeah, so let me let me reposition this. I, I, but I, I didn't got, do that to my kids though. I had two. So and then we're you know, I don't know. I'm we just gonna give a it a little angle in case we might have a third. I don't know. We got you heard first. So who I'm not even sure. I told the tone mob first. I'm, I don't know what's happening, but I might have a third kid. Oh, but I talked about having a third kid, and that's pretty much because I'm scared to go get surgery. It's the truth. You want the truth? You hear it first. You heard it here first. This is yeah. exclusive. Well, there's all right. I'm gonna tell. So I'm gonna tell the truth. All right. Here's all the truth. I want a lesson from Mark Knopfler. I want a lesson from John Prashante. And you know what? Uh, I think I could take. I could take a lesson. But I actually want lessons from. You know who I want lessons from? I want Sadler to give me lessons. Isabel's guitar player. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I watched them play like about a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and I know that Jason can play real well. But like he's 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 famous enough. He doesn't need my help. You know what I mean? But he's no. But like he's probably doesn't have time to be giving people lessons. He's probably I don't know. He's probably like over there. he's got vintage strats. Yeah, he's he, probably yes, like, he does. He just got you know one. What I mean? Like he's like what we get. But I feel like straps. I feel like I feel like Sadler might have a free minute once in a while. That's cool. You know what I mean? Like let's call him up. Let's be like, but yo, no. In all seriousness, though, that kid went up there and blew my mind and I have never I, my mind doesn't get blown very easily like as far as like guitar players because I'm just like you know whatever it's what we're around all the time and I've seen people like be really great but Sadler was something else like when I heard Sadler play I was like I was like man I was like that sounds like I know I'm watching this kid but I don't even know if he's a kid he looks young he looks younger than me okay and and I was like I, I, I know I'm watching this person, but it feels like I'm hearing Dwayne Allman. And it was really mm-hmm. weird. Like the like the time that I heard, um, when we heard Daniel play, uh, Ryan Bingham's old guitar player, I was like, I am watching something, but I'm hearing Dwayne Allman. Right. It was incredible. Like the, the tastefulness of the way they played. And I was like, I got to get a lesson from that guy. <laughs> like, But Daniel gave me lessons. Yeah. So he took, he gave me a couple so oh, I was like, all right, yeah, yeah, because I'm working on that now. I'm just trying to like break out of that that box. I'm like, I've got all these notes in my head that I'm like, I'm like, what is missing from guitar players right now? And I'm like, there's not really anybody doing that like sort of Knopfler thing. But that's like what I'm into. Like I love that or like that Jimi Hendrix kind of chordal 
lead work where it's not really like it's not Louise. Yeah, yeah, but not. But I didn't. Daniel and Sadler, I don't think do deedly deeds. I haven't seen them do that. You know, I mean, it's like a, it's like that in between between like Carl Perkins and that country thing, and Jimi Hendrix. In between there is where I'm trying to. I got you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that real like snappy kind of. Especially since I started playing with my fingers a lot, like that Knopfler thing is just going. Has anyone really done the Knopfler thing though, other than Knopfler? No. I mean, really, like, that guy, I've never heard anybody even really do a good imitation, to be honest. And yeah. I could be ignorant to somebody out there that does, but... I did a lesson on Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> did, oh, you did? I forgot about I that. I didn't watch it, though. I'm sorry. I didn't get any feet. Corey Brandon told me I did good, though. So oh. that means a lot, because Corey Brandon's yeah. a great player. I'm just like, nobody else gave me any love on that, though. None of these other famous guitar players are too busy being famous. <laughs> they can't call me up. You can't call me up for five minutes and just be like, hey, you did a good job, kid. You used to be a, a thumper on chords and you, you learned that song. Yeah? All those hours practicing, I can't get a pat on the back. One pat on the back. Like, come on. What's a guy got to do, right? Yeah, right? What's a guy got to do? What do I got to set myself on fire to get some get some love? <laughs> Guitar Player Magazine won't follow me on the internet, on Twitter. <laughs> what? They don't follow me. You know who does follow me, though? Who? Who? Your boys, though. In England, they follow me. What? Yeah. The, um... The, uh... Who do we always do? Now I'm going to blank on it. It's terrible. The, um... Guitar Magazine. Yeah! Total my, Guitar. Total Guitar. Yeah. Oh, Total They're Guitar. They're my boys. Total. Okay. Cool. Yeah, guitar player don't follow me. Premier guitar, they don't follow me. Premier guitar doesn't follow nah, me. Nah, man, and I'm what? like, what up, dude? I can finger pick Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> come see my, come see my thing. I can play. <laughs> but but no, nobody this. was letting me play for a long time, and I'm, now I'm not. Like I had to, like I felt like a like a like a caged rat for a long time because there'd always be. I'm surrounded by guitar players, like in my you know in Gaslight. There's like there's two guitar players. I'm like, well, I can't even fit in. I got like you know, and then like now that I'm like doing my own thing, I'm like. I won't play. I push that record button. Let me show you something. I've been doing this for. I've been trying, man. Because I've been practicing like ridiculously for like. Even my kids are laughing at me. They're like, "Why do you keep playing that?" I'm like, "Cause I got to get good at it." You know. <laughs> They're like, "You already are good at it." I'm like, "No, not good enough." What gets you in the mode to practice? Cause like I'm in the boat right now. Like I'm a thumper. Like I'm a thumper, and I play with a lot of fuzz and reverb, and I call it a day. And uh, I, True. I have a hard time getting motivated to want to actually become a better player, which is you do. Yeah, I have a. I don't know. Like I have. What, what gets you? Like how do you like get the, like make? How do you make it fun or more interesting? Well, well, first of all, I have a weird obsession with, like, if I get focused on something, like, like I learned how to like last year I didn't know how to play the piano. Mm-hmm. And, like, I went from zero to, like, playing and, like, writing my own songs and playing live because I, I, I'm obsessed with practicing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll literally, you know, if I put the kids to bed, on the way to the bathroom, I'll be grabbing a guitar or grabbing something. You know what I mean? Like, I'm that kind of, like, weird person where, like, I don't, even on tour, like, I don't hang out. I don't, like, go party or anything. And I don't, like, I don't party. I don't, I don't like not a drinker and I don't, I don't do any drugs so like I I just sit and I have nothing to do so like I guess like two years ago I was like I'm just gonna practice all the time and that's all I do like sit there with a metronome 
but I got there's a website uh, called Justin Guitar, and I that guy showed me like thousands of things. And then there's there's a bunch of websites that you can you can kind of find, and you just look up stuff you like. Like I was like, how do I make the like? I looked up pedal steel licks for guitar, mm-hmm. and then that I just kind of was like sent off on a journey and then I would just sit there and like learn Knopfler tunes and like licks and Hendrix licks and Freshante licks and just be like how are they doing that you know and like how even like that uh that you, you know that new Isbell song that If We Were Vampires oh I love that song yeah, so much but it the, makes me cry the finger picking it, oh it's a great song it's, like, it's one of the best songs I've ever written it is I think I think I really, honestly, no, I, I literally songs. was yeah. I, I, I was driving in my car one day First time I heard that song, I literally started crying. Same, me and my wife. I was like, we, we heard it on the radio. First like, time we heard it, we started like, crying. <sighs> but like, I think I texted you. My wife's in here. She hasn't said anything, but she's in here. I'm trying to be quiet. Yeah. Uh, it's and not that kind of thing. It's a girl. You know, it's a girl's game too. Okay, Jason is Bell's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, like he he had this like uh, you know like the the guitar part in that is is pretty cool. It's like kind of like a blackbird sort of like finger picking mm-hmm. thing. And I was like, I gotta learn that bit too. You know. Now I but gotta learn it. It's 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 pretty cool, and it's yeah. not you know what it's j- like. J- I mean, Jason, and I've seen do things that I can't do at all. Mm-hmm. But like, but that one's kind of like that's simple enough to where you could grasp it if you if you tried hard enough. I mean, it's not you're not gonna pick it up the first time, but like, it's it, it's not impossible like to to play it, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's a it's a worthy thing to learn because it's it it'll help you, you know. You just gotta find what you're into. Yeah, I know. I know what I'm into. I guess what's a uh, what's weird is like, my, I've said this on the show before. It's like I don't, I don't play the things I play by myself are not things I would listen to. They're fun to play. They're like interesting, but if I like when I recorded them and went back and listened, it like sounds like a bunch of sounds like a guy tweaking a whole bunch of knobs on his pedals, which is exactly what it is, you know. But it's fun and it's relaxing to me. What? What is it? Too complicated? Or what's the? What's uh, the thing? it's very you know, it's very not. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not very composed. It's yeah, like it's yeah, kind of yeah. like just a bunch of noise rock, you know. It's just like if Sonic Youth was like on acid, you know, just like yeah, going crazy with sequencers and reverbs and you know that's that's cool, though, you yeah. it's yeah. fun it's it's certainly fun but it's not really helping my skill on the fretboard you well, know do what you, I mean but do you like like do you like Dinosaur Jr oh yeah like the I mean figure out some of those solos from those early that's records true. like where you been and like you know the, like those are great solos they are and they're mm-hmm. I mean you can learn those pretty simply like if you there's an app actually called AnyTune Pro Okay, and you you can put anything that you have in your iTunes library in it, oh. and you you can slow it down to like ridiculously slow, like thirty percent, and you can highlight any section of the song, any section, like however long or short, and loop it. So think about this. Yeah, oh, I'm loving yeah. this. So yes. I'm like all these like licks that I'm trying to learn. They're like mm-hmm. like the Knopfler's doing. You can't even sing it, much less know what he's doing. So I highlight a little section, right? There's A and then B. I highlight the section, slow it way, 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 way down. And it keeps it in pitch. Mm-hmm. And then I just loop it. And I'll sit there for an hour and just play the same lick. But it like it really helps you figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I've learned tons of songs that way. That's a great idea. It's awesome. Whoever invented that's genius. I, I need that. And I need that in my life. 
I will be uh, I'll be downloading that one when I get it's home. It's really good. I mean, it's like fifteen bucks, but it's worth it. That's worth it. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, because that's where I keep everything in iTunes anyway. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just like right on your phone. Like it, it's it. I can show you what it looks like. It looks like this. It's this uh, this app right here. This okay. orange one. AnyTune Pro. AnyTune Pro. AnyTune Pro. You heard it here it's first. A good, that's a good plug for AnyTune Pro. You guys should sponsor the podcast. Uh, yeah, what are they? Hey, you know, you follow me on the Twitter, man. Yeah. <laughs> nobody follows me. No, no, nobody cool. No, like, well, no, there's a few cool people. I want to take that back. Like, Boy George follows me. That's cool. On, but, on Twitter? Or yeah, Twitter? but I can't get a lot of cool followers. Margot Price don't follow me. Margot can't Price doesn't follow you? Nah. What? I know. I can't get me. the, follow, I can't get the cool follow. <laughs> Trying to get the good follows. <laughs> The cool people, you know. I follow you. No, well, see, I appreciate that. Yes, I, that's I, I like. I have this like weird thing of like self worth. Like looking <laughs> through my Twitter, like followers go, who follows me? And then like, but if the people that I really admire don't follow me back, I'm always like, oh man, what can I do? Like, like why the hell sucks, man? Why don't they know me? I'm, I don't care whether they know me or not. I just want them to follow. Like, <laughs> they don't even have to like my music. Just give me a slap me a little follow back. Come on, come on now. But but hey, you know. You know what? You this is where you gotta like really appreciate yourself and your social media presence because you got a blue check. I don't follow none of that. You got a blue check. Yeah, on Instagram, everybody got blue checks. I don't got a blue check. You don't? No, I don't. They don't like me. That's not true. No, they don't. They probably do like you. I'm like, like, why don't I? Why can't I get a blue check out of the deal? You gotta get a blue check. I don't know how. They, They, Margot Price got a blue check. Margot Price got a blue check. You got a blue check. Everybody got a blue check. Ian's got a blue check. That oh, Nico yeah. Case got man, multiple blue checks. Yeah, she's pretty official. I'm just looking for that blue check. Instagram. She don't follow me either. See, I can't get nobody I like to follow me. I think because they, I don't know, like you gotta do more podcasts because then they'll hear it. They'll be like sitting in the car, podcast. I feel like my Twitter's not that interesting though because all I generally what I do is I talk about like guitar stuff or I'll promote. Like I'll just say like I heard this song and this song's great. I think that's cool. That's pretty interesting yeah. though. It's not really that interesting. I don't it's interesting know. to people that like music, but not like I don't know if like celebrities need to follow me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really like Twitter. That's what though. you're really trying to go for. Like, well, I, yo, I'll take Instagram too. Follow me on. Instagram. I like Instagram way better. <laughs> yeah, what, what up? <laughs> yeah, what up, Jack White? Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> Come on, Jack. Come on, man. I'll be the fourth man. <laughs> I got records. What's up? Like you've done an album or two? I've done an album. I did. Yo, I, I, I got Bruce Bassy's phone number. Who I got to get to follow me? <laughs> does the boss follow you? Nah. <laughs> oh, no. Yo, well, to be I, fair, the boss probably doesn't technically follow anyone. The, the Bruce doesn't follow anyone because he doesn't run that thing. But like, but the, the good part is Bruce has me over for his house. So you know what? That's he right. has me over for dinner. So I can hey. see that. We go for pizza sometimes. That's a so, that's a big that's a big. Yeah, so big, why ain't they following me on the Twitter? Because maybe they can come. <laughs> maybe if Nico Case and Margot Price were following me on Twitter, <laughs> I would invite them over. Bring Jason Isbell. Come on. I'd be like, come over for dinner. We're Sturgill, going to the Sturgill house. See? He's just smart. Who? Sturgill. Sturgill. Oh man, see Sturgill would be a solid follow. That's yeah. a good follow. That's like a. That's like a that's championship a, ring follow. That's yeah. a gateway follow. You get Sturgill. Yeah, that's true. Up. You get Sturgill, Sturgill's, you're going to get them all. Yeah. Sturgill's my... my that's a unicorn. That's Sturgill Simpson. I, I do, too. He's I like amazing. Chris Stapleton, too. What? Yeah. I like Chris Stapleton, too. Oh, Chris Stapleton's awesome. I love pretty much everything. It's like that Dave Cobb web of, like, yes. awesome. 
It is. I met him for two seconds, like a couple of weeks ago, and we, he was like working in the studio, and I was in one of the writing rooms upstairs. And I came down, and I didn't even know what to say. I was just like, "Did you say follow me on Instagram?" Nah, man. I should have though. I should have been like, "Yo, follow your boy," and then I should have kicked something over. Follow your boy. Yeah. Kicked it over. And Kicked the chair over. Just got real East Coast on. That would have worked great. Nah, I don't think that would have worked. I don't think. I don't think that they they would take too kindly to to that that kind of style. Maybe it's not. a hard He's style. He's a Kentucky boy. I don't know. Is it, is, I don't know anything about that. I don't know. Yeah, Dave. No, I don't know if Dave is. He's a good producer. Oh, That's from. he is. Sturgill. Sturgill definitely is. I don't know where Dave's from. He did that Lauren, Lauren McKenna album. The oh. new one, The Tree. It's killer. You got it. I, I it was so good that I called my mom and I was like, Mom, buy this record right now. If you don't like it, I'll buy it back from you. And my mom called me. She was like, it made me cry. It was so good. Oh, really? Like, it's so good. Yeah. Like it's, like, it's like that whole, I'm telling you, like he produced that, right? It's like this whole thing. Like he... His, his, like... He's got some magic fingers or brain or something. I don't know. Did, yeah, like, I, I haven't heard a record that I don't like recently that he's done. There's there's a lot of good... A lot of good coming out of what they're doing right now. It's, it's like that of, whole just thing like in there, yeah. It's, just, like, <sighs> it's such a weird thing, like right? Like Tigers, they're all doing it. 30, I think that's all, like, 30 Tigers stuff. 30 Tigers is, is a lot of it. Yeah, for sure. It's smart, smart, smart label. They they they're looking out for what's up. You know, they ah, it's good stuff. And then, but then you see, you know, throwing back to Jack White, he's looking for some of that too. Now, he signed uh, Joshua Headley and Margot Price actually on uh, on Third Man. Yeah, the, it, well, she's been. I think she's been on Third Man the whole time. Um, yeah. But, well, I mean, Jack's smart though. Like he oh, knows, yeah. like he's got a good ear for what's going down. I mean, like look at his music. You know, mm-hmm. like he's kind of been able to like morph multiple times. And like I wouldn't be surprised that that uh, he was he he picked up on her because like she she well, like how long ago was her first record? A couple couple years a couple ago. Couple years right? ago, I think. Not that long. Two two years ago. She she picked up. I mean, to my knowledge, like I, I, like she picked up quick. It looked like to me, but mm-hmm. that's because of this. I, I think when you're good, you, you, you get picked up quick. Not, not picked up like picked by up a label, steam. but yeah. yeah, you pick up steam quick yeah. because you're, you know, like really good. Well, especially in that genre, right? Like, well, yeah. Because I mean, my dad's been a country fan forever. Yeah. Like, and he cannot, and along with me, he can't stand what's on the radio right now. And then I show him like, hey, here's Sturgill. You know, I mean, with the exception of a few, you know, a few guys. But yeah. like, here's Sturgill. Here's all these, and he's like, this is fantastic. Why is this not on the radio? I'm like, well, exactly. there's this big machine. The machine. The big machine. I mean, I think that I don't even know if Sturgill needs to be on the radio, though. I think that he's he like doesn't. so. He's he's doing so well without it that it, I don't I don't know. I mean, isn't he? He's got to be on the radio, though, isn't he? I don't think so. Really? Yeah. I, well, I don't listen at least, to radio, so, so I don't know. at my old job, I have talked about. I have to apologize to listeners sometimes because I repeat myself so much. <laughs> but um, I was forced for modern country radio all day, every day. Yeah. And I hated it because I like mind. I like you know country. Yeah. So I, therefore, I didn't really care for bro country. And oh, uh, bro country. Yeah. I see, it's. It, I, 
being from New Jersey, it's hard for me to like just like I don't really know the ins and outs. So like if I hear something like even the other day, I don't mean to like I just sidetracked you. No, it's no, it's the, good. Um, Go ahead, you, you go. I no. forgot, I've lost. I'm sorry. No, I was just, I got force fed. Oh, yeah, this is where I was going with it. I got force fed it all day. Job. Yeah. When I, and after I, yeah, I had to quit my job because of it, it was so bad. <laughs> Honestly, it really wasn't, the, wasn't the main reason, but the fact that I don't have to listen to that anymore is really refreshing. Um, but I never heard Sturgill. That's that was where I was going. I heard that, that station 20, like, all day. Not 24 7, because I did leave at some point. But. <laughs> All the time, and I never, I never heard Sturgill ever. I just, I, I, and I mean, he was kind of blackballed from the CMAs. And, and really? Yeah, he Why? actually played outside the CMAs. He busked, like I don't know if it was last year or the year before. He literally had a guitar case open outside of the CMAs and was like playing outside. I heard that. <laughs> I saw that actually. It was really. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it tells you something about. What they're thinking, I don't know. Anyway, or not, or not think I don't know. But you're right. I don't think he needs it. Well, I I don't think he needs it either. I mean, and it's not like I actually. It's funny because like a lot of that stuff, like Margot and Sturgill, I found. I actually I I go to the iTunes page of of the singer songwriters mm-hmm. page quite often, and I found. Gregory Allen Isakoff, Sergio Margot, uh, a lot of those people, just simply by going through. I just found Lyra Lynn through that, mm-hmm. like, and I was just clicking on songs, like, with no prior knowledge of who these people were or who they're friends with, you know? Because like, I live in New Jersey, like, I don't know these people, and like, they're not like, you know, a lot of my friends, um, you know, they, they, I'm, I don't know if they listen to, it, but like, a lot of like my my friends in town, they're like they all like punk rock and I'm kind of like not really I don't, I don't listen to a lot of punk rock to be honest with you you know like I never I mean I do I did when I was a kid but I, I definitely don't now mm-hmm. like it would be rare for me even to put on The Clash which I know people are going to freak out if ah! you say that oh, but like no, no but like I, I look I got two kids like I'm not putting on The Clash you know what I mean like no, you're I talking it. about and, and, and also like I just want to hear music that I can relate to and I heard I heard Sergio doing that record for his kid and I was like Yo, this is like a cover in Nirvana. I'm like, this is this is my alley. I'm like, mm-hmm. I love this. Like, and I'm not. I would never do, you know, like I would never make a country record because I'm not. I'm not country. I'm not from, you know, I'm not from that that like that musical upbringing. But like, I would make it, you know, an American record with acoustic guitars on it. If mm-hmm. that means it's a country record, then okay, you know, and fiddles and you know, pedal steels on it, then the, okay, fine. All right, but like. You know that it's even though it's not like where I'm from, it's still like it's. I feel like it is where I'm from as a songwriter, and like I, I would say that too. Talking to Bruce, like if you ask him, like he's gonna tell you, like the the main records in his life are, are mostly folk and country records. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah, there's the rock and beat, rock and roll, and like the R and B and the and the and stuff like that. But like it's soul and country records, and that that's what makes the the style come. Mm-hmm. That's where you get you know. Bruce Springsteen or, or, you know, whatever, or anybody like that, you know? Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If you listen to it, of sure. course that's what it is. I mean... But to, yes, but to me, like, the differences are, are less defined because I don't... I'm, I'm coming at this, all this music with just, like, because so, back to what we're saying, like, modern country or, or, or radio country and, and, like, you know, 
I guess not radio country. Mm-hmm. Like I just hear it, you know, if I hear a song that I like, like I heard a Kenny Chesney song the other day and I sent it to my wife and I was like, what do you think of this? She's English, you know, so she's not, she's country music very far in her. And, and I was like, what do you think of this? She's like, it's a pretty good song. I was like, it is a pretty good song, right? I'm like, is this cool? Like, am I allowed to listen to this? Is that right? <laughs> what song and was it? It was that, um, that Get Along song. That new one. It's like, it's just get, like, I don't think I know that one. Just get along, buy a boat, have beer, whatever he's talking about, like, buy a boat. <laughs> but he says, like, buy a boat. And I, for a second, I had to stop and be like, I wanted to write him a letter and be like, hey, Kenny, um, you know, not all of us can afford a boat. But then I realized he might be just talking about a little canoe or something like that. And I was like, oh, never mind, cool. Whatever yeah. kind of boat you can yeah, like, afford. Yeah, yeah. But I like that. Like, And he says, like, call your mom. And I was like, yeah, man, I'll call my mom. Like, I'll have a beer with my friends, man. I don't even, yeah. And I don't know. I just, I like the song. Like, what do you want? And then I heard, um, yeah, I like hear a bunch of stuff. And like, to me, it's all like, in the same breath, I'll hear that, then I'll hear Lyra Lynn and be like, yeah, I don't get the difference. I just like it both. I like both of these things. Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, but I don't, again, I don't understand like the whole CMA world or like the why they, why wouldn't you invite Sergio? Like, it, he seems rad to me. It's because, uh, I mean, I'm not going to pretend to know because I'm so not in that world, but to me, it seems like, you know, that it's kind of like Hollywood. Uh, the CMAs and stuff are very much like the industry patting itself on the back and if you are sort of anti that it'd be like sort. Of, it's, I think they probably view Sturgill as, as sort of like a indie filmmaker who's kind of against the industry would be if it was Hollywood you know what I mean because like he's not because Sturgill's been pretty vocal about his distaste for the big country machine uh, yeah I mean I understand I understand that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can tell the difference between, I'm not going to name any names, but like, there yeah. are some that I can tell the difference mm-hmm. and I hear and I go, oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, and it's not, it, it sounds uh, very manufactured to me. And especially since like, <laughs> never mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like when you, when you know, <laughs> when you know that there was like, I didn't say that. You said, I you know didn't say I mean? anything. Like, I just coughed a little bit. Like there was like, there was like, there's a lot of, I can tell the difference. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like if that's the difference, I'm, I'm hip to it. I can tell, <laughs> you know, like I can tell that like Sturgill and Jason and Margo and Nira and like Lori and all these people are, not cut from that cloth right. you know I can tell I see where the cloth is dividing and, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm cool with it because you know I would always err on the side to me that is like what growing up in punk rock you know it was just mm-hmm. like I'm not I'm not having any of this mainstream thing because it seems fake to me yeah. and like I get if that's what they're saying then I, I get that and then I can I can hang with that I think that is I think it's a very it's a it's a very punk ethos sort of mm-hmm. I mean not so much where we're like we're gonna be nihilist and do heroin because that's what Sid Vicious does but like we're not into that because it doesn't feel real right like I don't think you need to be like you know you don't you don't need to like get drunk and shoot drugs in your face to be like punk or real or whatever like and I, I think that's not about that it's just about like kind of the ethical thing mm-hmm. you know and I, I agree with that mm-hmm. it's just, we're on the same page yeah, I, like I think this. I think I think so. I like. I mean, it's I, what I think is funny is that it took me till I'm almost forty years old to be like delving into like, it, it, I guess what you would call country music. It's it's really we, we were just talking about that. This is fascinating. To it me. is like, and I, I just 
really, really, I don't, maybe I felt like, cause for a lot of years I felt like kind of in the, like I was like in no man's land. Like I was like, I'm playing with a guitar and I'm writing songs in my room and they, you know, start out acoustic and I'm playing and it's just not what's popular, you know? And I was like doing the major label thing for a long time. So that was, I was in, you know, in a, in a, a, a an industry where it's like, well, the next release is me. And then after that is Nick Jonas. I have no way to compete with this at all. And I can't even keep up. Mm-hmm. Like I was running a losing race and it sort of felt like I, I'm like, is what I do not relevant anymore? And then I was having that for a long time, a couple of years ago. And then especially like after the band stopped and I was on my own and I was like, am I, irre- am I not relevant anymore? And then, and then I found like all this music and was sort of like, Oh wow. Cause you know, like, like I guess like people like you know Ryan Adams has always been around, but but Ryan's like already established. He's already huge. He's already like a, a, you know he's going yeah. he's, he's going in the book of like these are the great American songwriters. There's Bob Dylan and there's this and there's Bruce Springsteen and there's all these people and then there's Ryan Adams mm-hmm. and he's already in there. So like I already knew that and I wasn't gonna. I felt like he was more of an anomaly, like where there was he because especially when he came out, there was just, like all these like sort of grunge after effect bands yeah you know and he kind of cut through all that and, but that was like that's one in a million and I was like not gambling that that was going to happen to me so I was kind of looking at these other people and then I started seeing like you know like Jason's record got really good and really well known and I was like oh there's hope for this kind of thing and then I, so then I started like kind of looking well, well, there has to be more. Like, who are all these people? Like, where are the storytellers going? And then I found it in in what you would say is country music. I would call it, like, Americana or whatever, but I don't know if that's, like, the right word. That is, that's what's being thrown on it these days. I don't mean that as a bad thing, but... And I've complained about this. So, like, I grew up listening to country uh, and then found punk rock later, uh, you know, as a teenager... So the country and, and things like that have always been very close to me and very important. And so I started getting really upset with what was kind of being labeled as country. Yeah. And I've always been like, why do we have... I mean, Americana is not a bad label, but to me I'm like, why? when did country stop being country and when did what I considered to be country music become Americana? Like, I didn't understand where that shift happened and how, if that makes any sense. Uh, like, yeah. Like, to me, like, all the artists we've been talking about would fit right in with, you know, Waylon or Willie or any of those guys. I think that, yeah, like, they would have, I would have a hard time, like, I think if I was doing a record that was sort of like that, I would call what I did Americana, because it's not country. It's mm-hmm. just because I'm not, I'm not, I don't know, like, I don't have that, that thing, like, I wasn't raised on, like, Willie and, and Waylon and like you know Hank I wasn't raised on that mm-hmm. like I I found Lyle Lovett as a kid by accident you know and like I, I like that and and like I do like Willie Nelson but like I'm also not going to pretend that like I'm something I'm not so like that's kind of where I think that there is a I mean genres are dumb in, in the, right. know, it's like do you like it or do you not <laughs> but like if, if I had to call like if I said that, okay, well, this fits into the title of country music, and what I would do, I would call Americana, but I would not not call what they do Americana, because it sounds like point. it just means American music. Like, if this is like, 
like meaning like American roots music. Yeah. Like if it hey does this fit in with the Newport Folk Festival? That's Americana. That to me. But that that includes like Odetta and like you know the Alabama Shakes and right. You know For which, sure. which might be considered an R and B band. You know in my in my mind that that they're an R and B band to mm-hmm. me. Like Alabama Shakes. Yeah, like yeah. an R and B blues band. Them that's just for me because to me they sound like they. I mean it sounds like. The Aretha Franklin records or like you know that's what I hear when I hear it mm-hmm. um, which is cool but I don't know that I would I don't know that I want to chop everything up because I would love to be like you know yeah there's country music and like when I went on tour with Ryan Bingham I, like you know his music is considered quote I guess country music I guess mm-hmm. but like I, I don't really see the difference between me and Ryan and Ryan doesn't see the difference between me and Ryan because like we're, we're cut from the same cloth like yeah he might have been grown up like you know, riding in a rodeo and literally riding right. bulls. Mm-hmm. And I grew up just, you know, working construction, but like we are from the same cloth for sure. Like we related in fast friends, you know what I mean? Like, and yeah, the, 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 the coloring is different on, you know, or whatever. Maybe I wear a different shirt than he does, or he wears a cowboy <laughs> hat. And I don't, but like that doesn't make us different at all, you know? And, and I think that that kind of thing I don't know that that's the the thing and I would love to I, I would love to see a, a a period of time where you know someone like where I was opening up for someone like Margot Price or something like that you know what I mean or like where those worlds became less defined by outside journalists yeah and that's a I that's, think they would like that too yeah. yeah, it's a it's an. Well, I ain't doing idea. nothing. Call me up. Follow me on Twitter, man. <laughs> you and Lucero. Let me open up. But Lucero's a lot closer to me. Like they're a lot, lot closer to me. Yeah. Like you think so? Yeah, because like you know, like I love that yeah, music like so Ben much. and I, Ugh. we both grew up on Jawbreaker and and like you know stuff like that. Like I get, like I get it. Ben's from Memphis and I'm from New Jersey, but like Ben and I are even closer. I think in in like in what we grew up on like musically you know mm-hmm. like he doesn't cause Ben didn't I don't know like they fit so well into what we did but for some reason like I don't know that they're are, they're not in that group of are not, they not I'm not sure they like, they, do they tour with they, those bands I don't think they tour with them no, I mean they're usually headlining their own stuff sure you know um but, yeah, but everybody I, I do everybody I mean at least in my band. perception and this is you know limited to just myself, but like, I mean, they're one of my favorite bands, and so they yeah, they slide, they kind of slide that way, and I don't know if that's just because they're southern and sound southern, mm-hmm. um, therefore sounding more country to me. I wouldn't consider them country, but we were, we but were I guess just, it doesn't really matter. I guess yeah, no, it doesn't. Not we were really. just talking today that like you know, for forty or fifty years, Mick Jagger has been aping a country accent and he's from Kent, yeah. England. Yeah. And yet this is nothing to find. no one yeah. has ever called him out on it. It's yeah. a good point. He is one hundred percent like in it and he's just like that's the way I sing. So I, I mean like that's that's awesome. I mean I love that. But we love it. It's not like we're like no, oh, because his Rolling Stones are yeah. awesome and yeah. he sings great. And like yeah. Sweet Virginia is so cool. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a good point. I never really thought about that before. But uh, I don't know how we got from from guitar pedals to that, but I like it. it doesn't <laughs> it's just really that. I don't know. I like it. This yeah. is this is this is a uh, this is good. This is very good. Well, I like guitar pedals too. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, you know, we've been we've been doing this for a little while now. It's um, it is almost been an hour, which I sure. mean, I could I feel like I could literally do this all night. So yeah. <laughs> I don't. I it's don't, okay. I, <laughs> uh, if you want to, like, I'm trying to think, like, what else can we do? If I say too much about pedals, I mean, somebody's going to send me a hate mail. What do you mean? Because I always have, like, the weirdest opinions on, like, pedals because I've been through all of them and I bought them all. And then, <laughs> all like, of them? Well, pretty much them. most of them, man, yeah. Like, so all the, like, flashy words that they use, like, I would be, I would be, like, samurai sword in people's, like, <laughs> thing. Because some of this stuff, I think, is total jive. Like what they're doing with the with you know like being like this is like the ultimate like tone sculpting warm soft geranium <laughs> grit warmth cleans up with your volume knob no does it, it clean doesn't up, does it clean up with your volume knob no, you've got to be kidding me it's cleaning up with your volume knob don't they all clean up with your volume knob kind of um, do you need this one hundred thousand dollar head. Or do you need this $200 pedal? Oh, are you talking about... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. No, no specific. Uh, yeah, that, Maybe it's specific. That's a very it. specific Facebook ad that you're referring to right now. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's a... It's a weird world, for sure, because there's so many... There's so many companies, like, scrambling for... You know, trying to make their business work, right? And so... It, when you make a, another overdrive pedal, it's really hard to describe, even if it is different, how, like, it's touch sensitive. Well, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're all touch sensitive uh, to some degree, but it's, it's really hard to come up with uh, with something for a dirt box these days, because there's so many good ones. Um, you just go, what color is it? It's blue. We'll take it. It's blue. <laughs> is that based on an XR blue box? <laughs> I just I just threw blue in there because orange is my color, but I just didn't want to say orange. You, you didn't want to say orange? You don't want people no. to know? I don't want people to know about my weirdness. It's not weird. Blue, orange. I like sparkles. You I, gave me the sparkles. I did. That was nice. You guys got the sparkly ones. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, I think my final word on... on pedal like which pedal you want is still going to be like if you spent half the time that you did looking on the internet not you but like anyone yeah, 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 looking yeah. on the internet new pedals and listening to demos if you spent half that time practicing you would find that if you just threw a dart at like say there's like all these overdrives and you just threw a dart at one of them chances are they're all pretty good and all pretty similar and that if you could play really well you'd be fine with any of them. <laughs> and, like, one is not better than the other. I feel like I'm being called out right now. No, 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 I'm not calling you out. <laughs> you like, don't give yourself enough credit. If you did it, you practiced that way, you could do it. Well, he's right. If I spent half the time practicing that I do looking at fuzz boxes, <laughs> I'm not, this would I'm be not trying to say that there's not, like, things that are different. Like, you know, yes, like, a Tube Screamer is different than a, a Klon or whatever, you know. And But I'll tell you what, you know, like... I, like I've had the two thousand dollar Klein, and it's not worth two thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's a lot of pedals out there that I can get a similar thing from. Matter of fact, there's a lot of amps that I can get a similar thing from without the Klein. Mm-hmm. That like, I, I don't think, I don't think that's a reasonable price. And I, I honestly think that the maker, like Bill, who made the pedal, he, he probably agrees with me. That that's absurd. That's why they. That's why he made the KTR. Yeah. Like, and that thing sounds great. It does. Yeah. I played. I played an original too, and yeah. I was like, "Not a chance." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow, this is cool to get to do," but not not a, not a chance. 
but the whole like gold horsey short tail long tail like silver like I've had all of them I lined them all up one time and they and they just like it just wasn't a big enough deal I was like this is ridiculous you know <laughs> um I don't know I mean this I mean you know I mean I know some guys that have got they got them new yeah from Bill when he was still making them and they're like it's great I'm it never gonna great. I'm never gonna sell it and I'm like of course not right you paid two hundred dollars for it, which is sure. what it's worth, or two twenty-five, or whatever it was new. You but know? that's like, that's true. It is great, but it, is it like, is it going to make you like, if you bought the Archer and practiced a lot, is it going? Am I going to be able to tell the difference when you make your record? Not at all. No. You know, and especially you got to think like, yeah, when you're sitting at home, does the one Univibe sound different than the other Univibe? Sure it does, but like when you're playing on a stage with a band, like. Dude, can't hear that yeah and when you're in a recording studio you cannot hear that you know like it's it's great it's great but like you can't hear it how much of it though is worth it just for the way you feel when you're playing it though if it there's may- there's well, there's yeah. that that factor that comes in for some people well i would not tell anybody what to do one thing i will say though is if i'm stuck in a rut there's been times where i've been like you know what I'm going to pick up that new guitar I'm going to pick up that new pedal and I'll tell you what um, it's gotten me to the next step so uh-huh. sometimes it's worth it just to do that uh-huh. like the inspiration of like having a new thing and playing it will lead you somewhere that'll sort of get you on your journey a little bit when you're stuck so right. yeah I'll, I'll, I'll give that but I like there's that thing as well of if I just had that I've said I don't know I've said it many times if I just had this guitar I'll be able to do this, but if I just had this amp, yeah, I'll, that's not true. Yeah, that that's, that's not, not realization. That's not that real. Like, like you don't need anything. You just need whatever amp you have, whatever guitar you have, whatever pedals. Just learn what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and learn what they do. That's yeah. one thing too. Is like, line off people spend like they like plug it in. And they go, that doesn't sound like the demo. Like, well, you're not the person playing on the demo, and and you have to twiddle with the knobs. That's what I was saying before about the AC30. Mm-hmm. You got to spend time with that amp. It's not going to give you the goods without like you got to work for it. You know, it's like a relationship. <laughs> you know, <laughs> all these pedals and stuff are like you got to have a relationship with these pedals. Yeah, I have a relationship with my full drive. You know what I mean? Like I love my full drive. Like I love my Univibe. You know. That Echoplex was a jerk. <laughs> it broke down a lot of times in the studio, but I love that thing. It's you so know? much fun, though, for the minute that works. I oh, will yeah. tell you, though, that that, that the Echoplexes are 100,000% better than any pedal that you say that sounds like an Echoplex. It does not sound like the that. The Echoplex is good. I, I'm, I need to get an Echoplex. I have a Univox EC80. Yeah. Have you seen those? No. They're a little cassette-based tape thing oh, yeah. from like yeah, I know what you're the about. '80s, mm-hmm. and I got it because it was it was pretty cheap, and I was like, "Cool, a tiny tape delay," and I'm like, "Oh man, if a if a real Echoplex sound half as good as this does, because that thing was like winner." Two hundred dollars or something. We gotta come over to you. When do we come to your spot? You come to the shred shed? Yeah, the we want to come. Shed. We yeah. want to come over. Again. Please do. See what you got? I too much. You guys can come to the Shred Shed whenever you're in Portland. Yeah. Please do. I mean... We might come and stay in the Shred Shed. You can stay in it. It's got air conditioning. But... And heat, depending on what time of the year you show might up. Might be there for a few seasons. I don't know. It's kind of small. It's, uh... It is looks, the air mattress still in there? The air mattress is still out there. Okay, there you go. When I was working night shift, uh... I would sleep out there because it's... 
double walled and everything. Yeah. No and windows. and there's no windows. So I could go out there and like family could run around in the house. I'd sleep out there during the day. Wow. And then go to night shift. It was like it, it worked cuz it was nighttime. I closed the doors. Yeah. <laughs> it's nighttime. That's awesome. And I'd sleep out there. I like that. The but light time. It was a it was nighttime time. is the right time. <laughs> <laughs> For following me on Twitter. So what's yeah. up? Yeah. <laughs> Follow? Would you guys just follow? Let's, it's no, a, no, don't. It's, I don't want a pity follow. <laughs> but what if? Not, what if Margo's listening? Not, only if the only if, only if her and her husband sit down and Talk they like the it. music, and then they take a follow. It has to be a discussion. It has to be a real follow. I don't want a fake follow. <laughs> don't follow me if you don't like it. <laughs> just leave me alone. Uh, Maybe throw me a pity opening slot one time. There you go. That's it. I'll take that. That'll work, right? Yeah, I'll take a pity slot on yeah. tour. Yeah, pity, <laughs> pity slot, pity slot, but no pity follow. We'll take a pity, no pity slot, follow. But no. <laughs> that. You gotta be because you gotta engage with your, you know, with your social media. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> gotta engage. Keep me, make media social again. Yeah, right? make media social. You know what I'm saying? Oh no! There we go. Get the hats made. Oh. Make media social, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Put me on your tours. I'll be nice. I'll play the nice songs. Mm-hmm. I won't stink up your bus. Nope. Nope. I'll stay out of the way. Throw me a bunk. Be cool. It sounds like a good time. I got kids to feed, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to sound ridiculous. People. <laughs> They're not even listening. They listen, they listen to me every week. Really? This is not as ridiculous. This is not even kind of ridiculous. Oh, all right. Yeah. What, we, do, what do you normally, what's your normal, like, go-to thing for ridiculous, then? Go-to thing yeah. for ridiculous. So I just recorded a episode with another podcaster. Uh, his uh, his name is Ryan, and he has a guitar podcast called Sixty Cycle Hum. Mm-hmm. And um, we didn't talk about gear at all, really, the whole time. We just talked about nonsense. That's I, cool. Uh, like I don't even know if we really talked about music. We talked about random things awesome. for like an hour, and then well, that was like, well, episode's over. No guitar stuff on this episode. That's so, cool. So here you go. Change it up. Yeah. It happens a lot, actually. You'd be surprised because I talked to, like talked to a lot of uh, company owners and stuff, and I don't know if I don't know if this is this way for everybody, but when, like when you work in the industry, sometimes you don't want to talk about guitars. Sure. Like I've talked about guitars all day long. I want to talk about watermelons because I'm really into that right now. That's awesome. Whatever the case may be, and I'm down. Like. The tagline is like the show about guitar tone and the people behind it, and it's mainly about the people behind it. If we're being love totally honest, so which is a good segue into maybe we can wrap this up, although I don't yeah. really want to. But um, <laughs> well, we got to do another one on what I think about pickups. Oh, we can do that. That one will blow you. You didn't even talk about pickups. We didn't talk about pickups. We oh, were too busy talking about now. Americana versus country well, labels and stuff. Now pickups, I have something to say about. <laughs> you got something to say about? Well, let's just say it. Go ahead and You're say it. You're talking to the pickup man. Let's talk about pickups. Well, right next to my bookshelf full of pedals is my bookshelf full of pickups. <laughs> and I'll tell you that there is something that he said about pickups. Oh, okay. That some pickups are no good, and some all all pickups are not created equal. <laughs> I'll be telling you that. So let's just get this out of the way first, since we're going pickups already. I, I was going to segue into the ra- oh, the closing thing, but it's too late. I now. will close it very quickly. With this, okay, you <laughs> that there are there are good pickups and there are bad pickups, and they make a huge difference. And if you have a guitar that you're like, this guitar doesn't quite sound right, change the pickups. Change the pickups. Yes, 
that will do a very big thing. And if you have a set of pickups that you're like, I love these and they're kind of right, but they're not quite right, swap the magnets. Big mm. thing. Big, huge thing. That's a different thing. But I love, I don't know how to say it, but I think it's Sigil, 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 Sigil. It's S I G I L. It's from yeah. Canada. Makes killer pickups. Uh, bare knuckle, killer bare knuckle, pickups. yeah. Killer. That's what's in my strat right now. Bare and, knuckles. And my last Paul is the Sigil, Sigil, Sigil. I don't know how to say it. I don't, I don't know. There's no pronunciation key next to it. I know. You get those things. I found out I was saying a lot of things wrong because yeah. I only read them. Same. Well, it's S-I-G-I-L. And Sigil. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'd go with. Yeah. And he's awesome. He's great to deal with. And his pickups are amazing. Uh, and they're in my Les Paul. And then in my Strat or Bare Knuckles. And they're so good. They're all so good. What do you There's a lot of people. There's like that OX4 makes good pickups. Um, Lawler makes great pickups. I mean, it's, you can't can't deny that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what I think. Pickups are a big deal. There's a lot of pickup companies that are terrible. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Awful. Shameful. Shameful pickups. Bright, nasty, shrill beasts. <laughs> Should be tucked away in the basement never to be seen again never, never spoken of. oh my goodness and I'll tell you there's a there's a certain pickup that's made for $550 it's a total waste of money <laughs> oh so and jazzy it, goes oh and it's on every forum and they're always like these guitar pickups changed my life well I'll tell you what I put them in they didn't they, they couldn't change my underwear <laughs> I was ready to. I, well, matter of fact, I tell I'm you just, what. I'm just curious. Did these ones happen to be run on certain machines that were very important to a certain historic guitar brand? I'll tell you what was historic is the fact that I took the magnets out and threw the rest of it away in the trash because I was like, this is absurd. The pricing is absurd. <laughs> and like, I'm not saying nothing about who it was. <laughs> I, that's all I'm saying about that's that. That's all you're going to say about that? Since we're talking about pickups, I'm I'm head over heels in love with uh, vintage wide range humbuckers right now. Like what? The like the old um, like in the Fender Tele Customs and Tele Deluxes and the thin lines. You know what I'm talking about? I do, but that like to me is like that's that's blasphemy. What? Come you on! You don't put a you don't put a humbucker in a Fender. Yeah. What? It's too weird. Not even in the neck. No way. What? It's gross. <laughs> These are special. You, you no, make, no, they're not you, special. They are. I'm in love with them. They're not your normal humbucker, Brian. They're not. There's something. They're like in between. I'm not in. You got to get in. You. Get, they would be perfect nah. for you. You get a. You get the wide ranger in the neck, and then you got a re- standard telly in the bridge. You play in the middle position. It'll change your life. I, th- th- this is absurd. It's uh, not absurd. Know? I'm telling. No, there's no I wouldn't lead you astray. I wouldn't lead you astray. No. Fender did it themselves. They made a mistake then. They, they, were, they, were, they were out to lunch that day. They had Seth Lover come in and he said, look, I got you a pickup. Seth Lover, new phone. Who this? <laughs> I heard his pickups, his PAFs. I heard them <laughs> that he was making. I had that Seth Lover. You know who makes good pickups? Don't speak of Seth Lover. That, that, those Seymour Duncan Antiquities are great pickups. Great pickups. They are pretty good. Really I just got good. sent some beautiful pickups from the custom shop. Where were that? Seymour Duncan nice makes ladies. great, great pickups. Yeah. You know what makes good Maybe. pickups too? A lot of people talk trash about that. If you get the right guitar, those custom buckers are great. 
And yeah, the, yeah. and the, 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 the standard custom shop vendor pickups are great. Yeah, they are great pickups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they still don't touch the bare knuckles and the sig- sigil, sigil, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up one of my buddies in the business. Since we're talking pickups, Righteous Sound Pickups. He's a very small guy out of Washington. I never heard of this. He's he's very 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 small, but making great stuff. I got to play through almost all of them, and his twenty one twenty one humbuckers are very good. Really? Yeah, very very good. Um, I like his stuff a lot, and I like him. He's the only one who made me cry on my own podcast, though. So I don't really? know. I don't know about that. What he was like. Wide range pickups suck, and you were like, "No, <laughs> no." I didn't say they suck. I just said not for me. No, I'm saying it sounds like you cry. I mean, I'm a Jack White's gonna call me up, be like, "All I use is wide range pickups." I'm like, "Oh man, you're off the tour. Come on, <laughs> unfollow." <laughs> you see those those single coils in my airline? Not single coils. They're wide range humbuckers. Not for don't use the wide range humbucker. Wide range stat. But then again, you know what? We're talking about all this stuff, and you know what John Prashanta uses? Boss pedals. Sounds awesome. Prince, he used boss pedals. Yeah. Sounds awesome. I love boss pedals. Yeah. I like boss pedals, too. I don't use any of them, but... Yeah, use a metal zone for the tones. No. No. Now you're going to make us cry. (laughs) That's not not right. But actually, uh, it's kind of funny, because... I think he's done it. I do it. I do. I'm talking about podcasts a lot because we're doing one right now. But I do another podcast with the Wampler pedals. Brian oh Wampler. yeah, he does cool like videos. Yeah. On, I like him. Yeah, he's. I talk to him all the time, and I do a podcast with him pretty regularly. He, I think he did a video where he modded a bunch of metal zones. Really? So, like one's like an EQ, one's like a boost, and like he just changed all this stuff on all these. He's so cool. he had a pedal board full of metal zones. I like his little instructional videos that he does. Mm-hmm. Like they're so cool. He's, he's, he just, I watch those just for goofs, like to be like, just to get some knowledge off of them. It's mm-hmm. really cool. He's a good guy. I like him. Uh, Where's he from? He's from, uh, hold on. Why can't I think? We talk about it all the time. You just edit this bit out. So you just no, like, he's, he's from, from blah, blah, Indiana, blah, blah, Indianapolis, blah, 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 outside of Indianapolis. I can't remember. It's got a lot of goats, though. Just overdone it. Talks he's about it a lot. Iowa. You gotta no. get that goat tone, bro. Yeah, it's goat tone. You talking about goat yoga? One time we were podcasting, you heard of goat yoga? I don't know what that is. What? I'm not like I'm not literally doing yoga. yoga with. Oh, you did it one time. Yeah. Yeah. With pigs. goats. Yeah, pigs and goats. You're doing yoga with yeah. pigs and goats running around. I don't know what the advantage of that is. You lost me at yoga. It's, it's a thing. With pigs. Yep. Nah, I'm out. Not pigs. Wide yeah. range pickups. Pig yoga. <laughs> we got weird stuff in Portland. It's just pig yoga. I'm out. It's goat yoga. You got to do the goat yoga. yoga. Let it it tippy toe up and down farm, your spine. Farm yoga. <laughs> I don't remember what it's called. Yoga I can't believe action. I can't remember where Brian lives. He's going to be mad at me when he listens to this. He's like, I talk about it every podcast. I live in Redneckville, USA, but I can't remember what it is. Martinsville. Where's Martinsville, that? Indiana. That's where he lives. Seems all right. There we go. It only took 20 minutes for me to remember that, but here we are. Well, all right. Well, I think I've offended everyone, so it's time to go to bed. Not yet. Not yet. There's a very very important question. This is the last question, and it's a question that I ask all the guests, and I'm going to ask both of you independently. Independently. And I'm glad you're sitting down. 
because right. this is this is a hard hitter and okay. it's very controversial. What kind of pizza do you like? Hit it. <laughs> this is funny that you should ask this. This is we like pepperoni pizza. Pepperoni pizza, both of us. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. good. We are pepperoni lovers. I yeah. love it. Yeah, but it's kind of funny that you should just ask that particular question because of all the questions in the world, we are well equipped. For the, for the answer even, you didn't even have to hesitate yeah, even, I didn't even need to look at him we like pepperoni pizza thin crust thick crust preferred pizzerias I mean I love Vicks in in, oh. Oh, in Bradley out. Beach New Jersey Vicks pizza it is so good it's thin crust but it's like it's to kill for mm. like it's so good when, when, next time you come to New Jersey, just just call us, shoot uh-huh. us a text message, and let let us know. You, Ian Ian likes to keep everybody that he knows away from me because he's afraid I might get a follow on it on, on Twitter. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, bro. Does Margaret Price follow you? Uh, I don't even. I don't, I don't, I, let me check. Let me uh, see. Oh, Margaret Price. She probably does. She probably does follow him. You know what? I bet she does. It at just slide to him. Quick, follow me. Quick, follow me. Why am I picking on I'm not picking on her, but I'm saying, <laughs> You know who doesn't follow me? Who? What for football club? My team. Oh, I tweet top. about How? every yeah, single I, day. I named a song after the oh. after the, the captain of the team That's and they I'm don't saying. follow me. We can't get one I don't even get a like. Not even a I'm not even not even a follow, just one little like. Ian, I see you. Bing. Bing. No. No good. No. Well, who do you want to get followed by? What's your favorite pizza? My favorite pizza? Yeah, pepperoni. Come on. So, my favorite pizza, my go-to, is a little place in nah, you my hometown. Just one pizza. One pizza? No go-to. Just what's the pizza? You're going down. You're on the Titanic. One pizza's getting delivered. What is it? It's gonna be the multicarne pizza. Swap out the, the tomatoes for uh, pepperoncinis. And add smoked turkey from my local pizzeria, Mi Familia. It's a little Italian-style wood oven pizza. What? It's very, very, very good. That would be, if I'm going down on the Titanic and that's available, slide it my way, please. You already said, we're well, just making that order. See, we would have gone, pepperoni, now! <laughs> Way less complicated. It'd be yeah. too late. And two Cokes, thanks. Boom, boom, gone. And I'm like, blow. Yeah. But it's too late, I didn't You're get like, it. Wait, did I tell you to... Uh, uh, can I have the uh, stuffed mushroom? Oh, I thought you were going to go, what's the best pedal of all time? I thought, I honestly, I was like, oh, he's going to ask. No, no. What's the best pedal of all time? No, I mean, if there's one thing that's more important than, than guitar tone is probably pizza. I'm right? going to hit Vicks. We're going to be in Asbury Park <laughs> soon. I'm going to send you a picture of this pizza and you're going to, you are just going to get I'm gonna freak out. You're going to, it's just the best pizza when this airs, text me. I'm gonna see how many follows I get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, the pizzerias are celebrities. Sturgill Simpson blocked me. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, so celebrity block. I can't find oh. him. Not with the celebrity block. God forbid. Celebrity oh no, no, that'd be even worse than the not follow. Dude, that's it way would be worse. the block. Way worse. Like I can't find Margot Price on any of the social medias. Like she deleted Ooh. her account or something. Wait, I don't want to get Margot Price's husband like Ooh. upset with me here. I'm not like it's just that's just a, you know yeah. one of the names. Like it's okay <laughs> if she doesn't follow me. It's a fine. There's pl- there's lots of other people 
that it's okay with. You know what I mean? Like I respect you. I respect your holy union. I got my own wife. I'm good. You know what I mean? I just like your music. I'm fine. <laughs> I don't want to get the wrong message going out here. No, no, no. You know oh, someone's at the door to see you right now. I don't know uh, what it is. This is going to get ugly. Spargo Price's husband, jump out the window. Yeah, he's got a crowbar. I don't know what the deal is. No. He looks like he'd probably handle himself, too. Mm-hmm. I've seen him. This is going to get he's rough. in the band. I don't, I don't want to record this. This is going to get ugly. Maybe you want to cut that part out. Yeah, we'll cut that part out. <laughs> No, that's staying in there. I don't mind. <laughs> Come and find me. I'll be opening up for you at a city near you. <laughs> and there won't be any wide range humbuckers involved yeah. either. But it will be pepperoni pizza from Vicks, Bradley Beach. Please give us free pizza. There you go. I love it. Well, thank you guys for coming on. It's kind of getting late, and I know you guys probably want to do something else other than sit around. I'm just going to bed. That's all. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, everybody. Uh, for Brian and Ian and Lynn, because she's here too, my wife. Hello! Hello. Not just boys fun! Yeah. yeah. See? I've never a part of this. I know. Really? What? It's the first time. Welcome to... What's your favorite pizza? Come on. Welcome to freedom. No, don't say that. What's your favorite pizza? You're home by yourself. You you mix it though. Really good, just like fresh mozzarella. Thin crust. Mm. All right. Like Joe's. Yeah. Extra sauce. Mm-hmm. Basil? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What beverage? Water. By the way, your hair looks lovely. Thank you. <laughs> the humidity is not good. It doesn't look like it. Just go wear a hat all the time. That's what I do. Yeah. That's what Same. I do. Same. Right. Mm-hmm. Or cut it off. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about shaving off, but you know what? I got a hat on, so I don't even know. I wouldn't even see it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. As always, good luck and good tones. Bye, guys. Well, there you have it. That's it. I am still kind of, like, freaking out that that happened. But it did happen, and I was very pleased with how it turned out. I don't think I even fangirled too hard. I don't think so. But, I don't know. You guys be the judge. Let me know. Uh, Hit me up in the group. Hit me up at info at tonemob.com. All the normal places. And if you need more... If you need a little bit more of this, don't forget about the Patreon. We got uh, patreon.com slash tonemob for, you know, several different levels. But at the $5 level is where you start getting extra episodes. You get extra episodes every week. Sometimes they're with Jess. Sometimes they're extended cuts with the guest. Sometimes they're, I don't know, we're going to experiment with it and see what people like and what what they're enjoying. So, There's already, I think, five or six episodes up there right now, and the one corresponding with this one will be a little reverb shootout. So, yeah, check it out if that's something that interests you. Patreon.com slash ToneMob. And as always, folks, thank you for listening, tuning in. Without you guys, there would be no point in me standing in front of this microphone at all. So thank you very much, and if you could do me one more favor... I mean, the sharing on the Facebooks and sharing the episodes with people definitely, definitely helps. But sometimes it just means so much more if you just, you know, you're in a conversation with one of your gear buddies and you say, hey, I got this podcast I've been listening to. You might want to check it out. If you could just tell one person, physically tell one person this week, that would be absolutely brilliant. And, you know, it would help keep keep this thing going. That's what we need. So thank you so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you next week. One last thing before we totally sign off here, I just want to remind you 
that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, and I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to ToneMob.com Stringjoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things, and by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings, so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style? Again, the link for that is ToneMob.com Stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website, and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple, and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstory as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gunstreet harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunstreetWiringShop.com and check them out.